Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Right. That didn't work, did it? Uh, right, here we go. Yesterday's Hero, I don't even know which episode this is, probably 11, something like that. Um, it's the 1979 film, Yesterday's Hero. You can watch it on our uh, YouTube channel, TF Time Machine, Top Flight Time Machine, something like that. Just fucking search for it. Just fucking Google it. Fuck's sake. Um, but you can see it all there. We're up to the stage now where uh, Rod Turner, Hero, Ian McShane is about to be... Um, Wined and dined, not quite, but he's he's off to uh, Paris schmoozed for the day. Schmoozed is the word. Schmoozed. He's going to be schmoozed That's on a word. plane. Yeah, a private plane, no less, owned by pop star Clint Simon. It's really by... interesting. Yeah, he, he, this scene, he basically, you know, so, so as to not get waylaid, which I always do, but like, he basically, Clint Simon's going to Paris anyway with Cloudy, what's her name? And Cloudy he just Martin. says, come along, because then I'll be able to chat you up into doing the job and you'll have a laugh day out in Paris. So yeah. Rod goes, fuck, he's sort of semi-reluctant. He goes, fuck it, all right. And he goes along and we discover that he actually has a bit of history with Cloudy, which is a, yeah. another issue. But Rod is reluctant about going. He only goes because he's established from his mate, what's his name, the the American guy, that there's no chance Georgie, of any work in America. Georgie, well, he's, he hasn't said there isn't any. Georgie says he's going to put some no, feelers out, but yeah, Georgie's not to be trusted. Yeah, he's sort of like, I didn't get a good vibe like that was any yeah. kind of guaranteed thing. So I'm not going to have many options because my current <clears> contract's <throat> going to be up. So I better fucking go along. But he's very Is reluctant that- and very standoffish. He makes, um, what's his name? Who's Paul Nicholas's character? I forget Clint every Simon. character's name. Clint he makes Simon. Clint Simon really work for it. And I was thinking about it, I was thinking, this is like, well, it's, it's a good, it's sort of like me or Andy because Rod Turner is doing what Andy would do, which is don't think I'm fucking impressed by this aeroplane, right? My mm. agenda is my agenda and I don't fucking, I'm not going to be like bedazzled by your mm. flashiness. Whereas the moment Clint Simon had said, I'm going to Paris. Oh, do you want to come on my private The words wouldn't have been out of his his mouth. And I would have gone, yeah, all right, I'll sign. Let's do it now. <laughs> Fucking fine, mate. Yeah. What sort of plane is it? <laughs> yeah. What colour is it? <laughs> yeah. Can I go up yeah. in the cockpit? 
What? There's going to be a sexy lady there as well. <laughs> Can I play for your well, football team for free, please? <laughs> but Rod's kind of thinking like, you know, oh, I went I went and met Georgie Moore and I got one drink. I only got one drink from Georgie and then he said goodbye. And if I go to <laughs> Paris with Chris Simon, I will get drinks on the way there. I will get drinks while I am there, and I will get drinks on the way back. So I am going to do both of the things and then decide which one is my favourite afterwards. That's three different drinks. Three different <laughs> drinking opportunities in one day. All of them um, will be free. I'm, I, I, like, I can probably get to choose. I can start with lager, then I can maybe have some wine or champagne, and then we'll have some whiskey. <laughs> This is finished off. I make me when I'm feeling sleepy. Oh, it'll be a good day. Uh, <laughs> will there be alcohol on your plane? Of course there yeah, will. Sh- yeah, sure, Rod. No problem at all. Good. Make sure there's plenty. How long is the flight to Paris? About 45 minutes. I'll be needing quite a lot of alcohol. <laughs> Oh, because uh, we fly around and around over the English Channel a few times, so I can have a few more drinks. I like to look down. The high, you can see the little sheep in the fields, but they just look like tiny bits of cotton wool. And it's very entertaining. And I like to fly round and round in a circle, so I can drink my drink and look at the sheep. <laughs> So, yeah. Um, so the, the Paris thing starts. Clint Simon is with Cloudy Martin, and they're in a Rolls Royce to the airfield where his private plane's going to take off. And um, Clint Clint detects that there's uh, something going on here. He asks Cloudy why she's so jumpy, and he says, hey, "You seem as nervous as a cat." Great line. <laughs> I've never heard that <laughs> phrase before. No, never. Imagine the geese are writing it. You seem as nervous as a... Oh, fucking hell. Jackie Collins has gone, what's a, what's a thing that's nervous? Oh, I've got to put myself in a cul-de-sac here. Of course, nowadays on Twitter, people would go, Hi, hive mind. Could it not give me an example of an animal that's notoriously nervous? It's for a thing I'm writing. Please do my work for me. You professional writer. Yeah, exactly. Fucking hive mind. I'm a That's professional writer, but I can't think of a fucking word. Can you tell me a word? <laughs> I won't pay you. Yeah. What's the latest things on the word hive mind on Twitter at the minute? Um, mm, not a lot, Hive mind. Well, Excuse I just me, seen one a minute mind. ago. That's probably why it was in my head. I'm going to scroll right. back and tell you what it was. I sort of remember. It basically someone said saying... Can someone tell me a pre-1940s term uh, like dishy meaning um, an attractive person, an attractive male? Pre-1940s. Pre-1940s. Well, I, I don't Dashings. know, but I just sort of thought, he goes, it's, it's for a script I'm writing. And I was like, look <laughs> at you with your fucking script, script cunt. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking tweet him back, hashtag script cunt. <laughs> right. Someone's written. How about Natty? Fucking hell, Natty. Just get on with it, mate. Fucking script. The script being commissioned, has it, or are you just fucking knocking it out? 
Or are you, in fact, on fucking Twitter trying to get attention instead of fucking writing? Oh, man. I've been thinking about this, you know. Twitter is just relentless attention-seeking. How much attention, how much fucking energy is is used by people, A, seeking attention and people giving them attention? Mm. And how much electricity does that take up every year? Everything's about attention now. Just fucking... it's it is, is, um, I won't name the person, but he goes, can anyone suggest a, WW, a pre-WWT fast slang term for dishy to refer to an attractive man? And then if you're, it's for a thing. Huh, just a thing. For um, a fucking thing. It's for a thing, a thing I call attention-seeking. I My attitude towards Twitter for many years now has been quite simple, and it's one I'm quite proud of. I use it exclusively for self-publicity. That's it. <laughs> By self-publicity, I don't mean as purely as, oh, pay attention to me. What I mean is podcasts or anything else that I require for the furtherment of my (laughs) creative, but mostly financial financial ambitions. That's what it said. But that's it. To me, it's like a marketing platform. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So Mm. you, you won't really see anything on there that I put that isn't in some way promoting something that I'm doing. Why would you do like jokes and stuff? Why would you give them away for free on Twitter when you can incorporate them into this podcast? Plus it's too much trouble as well. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a minefield. If if you start expressing an opinion, it will (laughs) land you in all sorts of fucking mind bending trouble. And you just yeah. don't fucking need it. It's too much of a risk, you know. I normally, I normally just fucking delete my tweets about half an hour after I've done them. I do them. Yeah. There'll be a bit of a response, and I just fucking delete them because I thought, well, you missed out. Yeah. You either get it when I do it. There's no fucking archive here. That reminds me, I need to go through and delete the entire tweet archive again. I do that now and again. There's a thing called tweet delete, and you can automatically oh, no, you, delete you all your tweets tweet, after yeah. about seven days. And uh, everyone should do that, really. Get back into that again. Um, where are we? What are we talking about? Yes, yeah, so, right. You seem as nervous as a cat, he says. <laughs> and she, she asks well, him cats why. Cats aren't he... nervous. Oh, my one is. <laughs> I saw one once that was. Um, <laughs> so I'm sticking with that. And she asks him why she's invite why he's invited this footballer along. She hasn't said that they've they've got a past her and uh, her and Rod, but we, we know that they do. And he says, uh, well, years ago he was the absolute best. You should see him now. He looks like an old man. <laughs> Jake Jake says he's a drunk. And I'm thinking, what are you fucking trying to sign him for then? Yeah, you're really? now you're you, slacking him off. You're going to give him money and more drinks on your plane? And fucking hell. But then uh, Clint says, Jesus Christ, this guy was my God. I just know he can do it for us. Clint's all over the place emotionally with this fucking, yeah. fucking deal. Uh, he's not thinking well, I, I think he's like when you get that rich and successful like boredom you're extra susceptible to boredom and so your yeah. brain is constantly jumping around thinking of the next thing that you can do to excite yourself or spend money right yeah. and yeah. so and, and I think that's actually pretty um, authentic the way that he's portrayed in, in that he's sort of just decided on a whim which is what these people mm. do because you're just you're so overstimulated all the time, you can't take any. So wow. you know, yeah. you've just released a record. 
You, you've been at number one. You've been on top of the pops. You bought a new mansion. You've just had it off with another Miss World. And you're like, fuck, fuck, I've got five minutes downtime. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to buy my fate, my childhood hero to play for my football club. And then you start getting halfway down the road. And you start thinking, oh, is this a good idea? I don't know why I even fucking embarked upon it. But I suppose I'm in too deep now. Yeah. But he needs him, doesn't he? Because um, <clears throat> what was the fucking cunt called that got injured? John Slasher or something like that. John Slash, yeah, Slash Face. Something like that, can't remember. So, uh, yeah, he's going to... This guy was my God, he says. And then we see Cloudy and Clint having a bit of a conversation on the plane and Clint's talking about uh, guys in the past treating Cloudy like shit. And uh, she says that uh, she never denied that Clint was the one who saved her. So we don't know what the relationship is here between these two. They're obviously close, but we don't know exactly what's going on. And then Rod arrives on the plane, fucking makes his way up the steps. Uh, Good good afternoon, everybody. Hello. (laughs) Um, I'm not tired of the footballer. I'm not even drunk. Is this this the aeroplane? And... (laughs) He arrives. Is the airplane you told me about? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Oh, is this, is this a different one? I'm not sure. I didn't say any, any sign on the outside or anything. Or when did, when did you take number. it off? Has it took off yet? Um, <laughs> right. Are we in the sky now? Rods, uh, Rod, say hello to Cloudy Martin, says Clint. How um, will it land? How will it land? Don't worry, I've remembered how they land. Sorry, how does it stay up? How the fuck does it stay up? Ah! I need to get off now. <laughs> it's okay. I'm not just panicked for a minute, but I remember now. I remember how it stays up and how it gets down again. Don't, it's engine, don't worry. Engines, it's got, it's got engines, doesn't it? Yes. Uh, you can't I'll, get. One time I was on a train. tube train, and I was so pissed that I was. I was so pissed that I thought the tube train was out of control, right? And I had to get off it. I said to my, I've been at West Ham all day. I was quite young, and then I've gone. It's the classic thing. Where you, you know you go on an all day bender, but you've accidentally <clears throat> told your girlfriend that you're up for doing some sort of something social in the evening, like oh, meeting Jesus, up with yeah. some people for yeah. dinner or some shit like that, right? Oh, the and then worst! You, I've, I've come <laughs> back. You know, I've been I've been drinking. Yeah, you know, I'm twenty. I've been drinking since like eleven a.m. Right, I come back after the game. I remember because my wife always remembers it. I'd bought a massive Julian Dix poster. Because when you're really pissed on the way home, like literally you see anything, especially if you've won, you see anything that's being sold outside the station. If I was selling gear at at football, I would always go to the station a few hours after the game had ended and get the stragglers stumbling out of the pub. Because if they (laughs) won, you go, what's that? A fucking massive poster of Julian Dix. I'll fucking have that. How much is that, Ethan? Five quid there, go, son. There's ten. And I fucking got back to her house on the other side of London, right? And she's opened the door, and I think it's hilarious that I'm holding this huge fucking poster, practically life-size, of Julian Dix up in front of me. So when she answers the door, she sees the poster, but with my feet coming out the bottom. That's me! Uh, Julian Dix! Julian Dix! Like that, for fuck's sake. You know we're supposed to be meeting those people, uh, you know. And I, it's okay, it's oh, fine. Man. I leave my poster here. Come on, we'll get back on the tube and we'll go through the people. I'm fine. Well, Have I'm you, are you trying? I'm I'm like, I've had a couple of beers. Then I'm fine. <laughs> I've had like you know a hundred beers or something, right? Yeah. Throughout yeah. the day. 
and we get on the tube and yeah. the tube starts going and I've suddenly just gone fucking hell what's the matter with this tube right and she's going what are you talking about <laughs> it's fucking out of control it's going what's happened to the driver it's going too fast and she's going it's just going at the speed of a normal tube driver. I was going are you fucking mad no stop I caused the massive scene and then it stopped the next stop it don't even go for one stop and I go oh thank god they've managed to stop it come on we're getting off and my, my wife was like my girlfriend was like fucking hell we're already late we're not getting off this gym I said you can stand if you want I'm fucking getting off there's fucking there's something funny going on in that. it's like a Steven Seagal film there's some terrorists that got hold of that train mark my words it's going to crash <laughs> I don't know what it was about the boost but I think it can confuse you sometimes about the speed at which things are going Oh, man. But, yeah, I've done those before. The thing where you're out all day and then you're supposed to do social stuff Don't with make normal people who are yeah, sober. Yeah, with normal people. Fuck I, we always used to go. We always used to go to each other, when you know, especially if you're coming home in a group from a game, you know you've been on it. Yeah. And you go, oh, oh no. Oh, I've got to go out and pretend to be a human being now. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we used to phrase get, it. You just get so <laughs> self-conscious as well, the more pissed you are. Uh, hello. Fuck, hello. My name is Sam. I am Anna's boyfriend, and I am a human being. A perfectly normal human being, just like you. I have a heart and a mind, two arms, two legs, and I do normal human things. Good day. How are you? For the next three hours, I will engage you in polite conversation, and we will all have a lovely time. Don't worry, there'll be no physical aggression, not on my part anyway. Well, not for the first hour or so at least. (laughs) And once more, yes, I do. Since you ask, I am a fan of association football. (laughs) And my team of choices must happen. I can assure you now, madam, that there will be no chanting of ugly football songs around this supper table. (laughs) No, not from me. No, sir. It's funny you should mention West Ham because I've just brought along my Julian Dix poster that I bought earlier today. Would you like to have a look at it? Would you like to see it? <laughs> Unfilled poster in bar. In restaurants. It cost five pounds, but I gave the man ten. So he's going to a drink. <laughs> I don't think he's doing very well for himself because he's been forced to sell things in the street. So I give him a little bit more money. He's practically homeless. Uh, we're all part of the West Ham family after all. And then the bloke's gone up. The bloke's gone up to another part of London, so no association with West Ham, and he's made two and a half grand from <laughs> his fucking street posters. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Jalapeño. It had no West Ham or anything or name written on it. It was just a big photo of Julian Dix just running. Just Julian Dix. Yeah. Didn't even have a oh. football. He was just running about. Lovely stuff. Wish I still had it. Yeah. Might be on the internet with that John Collins poster. 
Um, right, where are we? Uh, so, yeah. So, Cloudy and Rod gaze at each other. And, obviously, there's a history. And um, Clint says, uh, don't tell me you two know each other. And Cloudy says, not really. Well, of course they do. Because they've had it off, haven't they? They've had it off in the past. Yeah. In the old days, they've had it off. You, c- you could say that. <laughs> yeah, we know each other. I know her tits, and I also know her fanny. I've seen her fanny twice. Both times, <laughs> if I recall correctly, <laughs> it was magnificent. So we, we have we have had sexual intercourse in the past, both positions. Um, <laughs> yes, you could um, say we know each other. <laughs> if I know each other, you mean have I put my willy into her fanny? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a bit much, isn't it, Rod? Well, you ask, don't I? You don't want to know the answer, don't ask the question, dickhead. I think it's always a very good idea to get these things out of the open early on, so we all know where we stand. Let's clear the so, air. <laughs> Cloudy, would you like to have some sex now, on this plane? <laughs> Clint, Haven't done it could on you a plane? Look, I have loads. Please, Clint, would you please look away for the next 90 seconds? <laughs> So, it might be a bit of a struggle because I did have a sherry yeah. before I arrived here. <laughs> what anybody like a horse ride up and down the aisle? It's free. <laughs> it's free because you've invited me onto this plane. So, yeah, the flight takes off and Rod uh, and Clint are talking and Rod says that he's, he's not sure about this move to the Saints. He says he's got it all to lose. He says, right now I'm anonymous. I've got it all to lose. Um, and uh, Clint's calling this bluff. He's saying, you're saying you can't do it. Rod's like, I didn't say that. Um, Clint says, uh, Jake Marshall, have you back in action before you know it? Rod, yeah, well, I've been offered this job in America. Oh, yeah. So he's Here trying he to play him off against the other yeah. job, which we all know is not going to happen. We know where this is going. Right. Um And then <laughs> Clint offers him a drink. How about a drink before you start training tomorrow? And Rod says, tomorrow? And he shits himself a little bit at this point. It's all become real. Because he's mm. going to have to start training it's fucking straight away. Oh, uh, it's not well, just a conversation. I'll, I'll tell you what, I can right. start training here on the plane. Get out of the way, <laughs> and I'll just do some shuttle runs up and down. <laughs> some startups. I'll do some startups <laughs> next to the cockpit. Clear um, all this shit out of the way where I need some space. That's <laughs> <laughs> not exercise here. I need some squats. Anyone want to see that? You can join in if you want. This is how you do a squat. Oh fuck! Hang oh, on. Oh, I think oh, I'm just sipping pants. Oh, I've smashed something here. <laughs> this is what you call high altitude training. It's better for you because the air's thinner, so your lungs have to breathe more. They do this in Mexico before the World Cup. It's very good. <laughs> yeah, it's very thin on this plane, isn't it? I better have a drink. <laughs> um, fucking hell. Then what? Yeah. So he says, tomorrow. And Clint reveals that Clint sorted the deal already mm. with, I've even forgotten what fucking Rod's other team were called. Um, the non-league no-hopers. Uh, yeah, he says, I've sorted the deal. All I needed was a yes from you. And uh, Rod says, I haven't said yet, yes, yet. And him and Cloudy then exchange a look. Again, the sexual tension is on fire at this point. 
Uh, and then we cut to the recording studio where Clint and Cloudy are singing a song together in the vocal booth. Why they've had to go to Paris to record a song, I have got no idea. I'm sure that's, the studio's in London. The 70, that's the 70s <laughs> rock and roll scene. Yeah, we're going to do it in Paris. Why do um, it in London when you can fly to Paris on your private jet? Yeah, when you can drive all the way to the airfield, get on the private jet for 45 minutes, land in Paris, well, the outskirts of Paris, drive Go again for customs. another 70 minutes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> get stuck in quite well, a lot of traffic. It'll be much better than just getting a cab to uh, the one in the middle of London. So, Clinton uh, Cloudy, the recording song. Rod is on the other side of the glass next to the mixing desk. Oh, I'm going to be the producer of this song, am I? I'll just push this mm-hmm. button here. I'll move these faders up and down. You keep singing. Make it louder. Louder still. Oh, hang on. I'm sorry. I don't have my headphones on. There we go. Yeah, that's quieter than that. Go again. <laughs> Three, two, one. Sing. Sing it, cunts. Don't you sing it? Sing it more like this. Like that. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> can, can you sing like Elvis? I'm a very big fan of Elvis. Do some dancing like Elvis as well. When he does the karate. Do some karate. <laughs> Good, all right, we're done here. Now let's get a drink. <laughs> oh, I can't believe he's dead. Oh, God, I'm still not having a couple of terms with the fact that he's dead. He's not dead. He's not dead. He lives on in our hearts. Fucking hell. <laughs> so, yeah, Rod's... They like me, the king. <laughs> Rod's at the mixing desk, and then these two women just appear next to him, and he tops up their glasses from the bottle of champagne that he's got. And I don't know who these women are or why they're there. They just appear to be women. <laughs> they were just there. Right. Yes, we've invited some women along to just stand near you. Oh, that's very good. I'm, very, I'm a big fan of women. So uh, there they are. Um, Clinton and Cloudy are dancing together as they sing this song. Uh, I forgot what it's called. But it's, you know, it's, it's a bit like that We Got Us one that they sing earlier on. Uh, love is great. Love is fantastic. All that sort of thing. Rod looks no, just fucked awful. off by this. He's, he's bored, fucked off. He's drinking. Uh, this scene where they do the song goes on for fucking ever. I know. They do the whole and the song. song is the song is really awful. It's like yeah. it's so bad. And you know, I love everything else about this film, but the the songs are so bad that it it actually angers me a little bit. They're so bad, <laughs> like they're really yeah. terrible songs. And they but and it's so indulgent. You don't have to make the songs a big part of the story. You have to establish that they're both singers and that they work yeah. together. But it's like whoever made the film thinks these songs are sensational and going to be great hits. But also, the way in which Paul Nicholas performs the songs <laughs> in this sort of faux kind of cheeky, playful way, based entirely, yeah. as I've said before, on the Don't Go Breaking My Heart video with Elton John Keith yeah. D. It's so irritating because it's so contrived and mannered. I don't know what it is. Yeah. It just drives me mental, these scenes. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think there might have been a bit of an element of they'd seen the success of Saturday Night Fever in Greece a year or two yeah. before this film was made, and they thought if we come up with some songs that, that fucking are, Barry Gibb wrote the songs that, that are all right on yeah, those exactly. films. Yeah, well, I don't know who wrote. Well, I mean, he wrote the theme to Greece. I don't know who wrote the other songs in Greece, but someone who knew what they were fucking doing because they're all they classics. Exactly, mate. did they are? Yeah, and I think they've just thought if we just stick some songs in. We'll be able to do a soundtrack album, which they did, which I recently bought. 
and it's a gate yeah, from Slade. But it's shit. So the songs are shit. Some of the other songs that are on it are good. They have other songs that are commercial tracks, yeah. Like yeah, the, the ones when they're in the disco hits. nightclub, which we'll get oh, to soon. It's one of the best scenes. Yeah. So they obviously thought there was some um, soundtrack action to be had out of this, but no. No, 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 no. No, you've um, got to make good songs. <clears throat> yeah, so, I mean, yeah, the song goes on forever. Why they've got to Paris to record this... This doesn't. It's not even a nice studio. It's just this dark fucking place and the, the walls are all a bit like dark red or something and brown and it's just fucking it could be anywhere it could be Soho could be, fucking is Soho clearly certainly not Paris uh, it would it, like, I'm really seeing your Andy Dawson logistical solution side coming out strong here because it's really bothering you that they've gone <laughs> to Paris like you're just like it makes no sense <clears throat> it's ludicrous we're, I'm yeah. thinking to myself, it's quite good day out in Paris, private jet. Good well, luck. Well, it is. Of course, course it is. And you're yeah. like, no, this is this is from an economic and time perspective. I this know. makes no I sense. Know. I know. I need to fucking loosen up, don't I? Um, well, so where yeah. would I be without your logistical genius, though, mate? So I'm you not. I'm man. not saying. I, I'm not saying change. I'm yeah. just saying, you know, like this is this is fiction. So mm. I, I don't want you getting stressed yeah. out. That's that I am getting stressed out, and that's what it is. I'm 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 not acknowledging the world of fiction. I'm not getting into the mindset <laughs> yeah. of Jackie Collins, which is what I should be doing. I know. When I'm think all I'm thinking about Where is Where should the, I have uh, to go to record the song? Of course. Paris <laughs> <laughs> Whereas mm. I where should where I have to go to record the song? Where should I have to go to record the song? Uh, Islington. Yes, that's the where they live. No. <laughs> convenient Pathetic. and you get yeah. cheaper studio prices actually if you go slightly outside the M25 <laughs> so they could perhaps go to somewhere right <laughs> on the outskirts maybe on the borders of Hertfordshire and yes, it would be and a bit less salubrious but much much yes. more cost effective and if you record at night which is what I believe they call downtime you can get it for half price so if they go yes. do it there that would be much more economic but, parking's um, much easier too at night there yeah, are no definitely. parking restrictions I mean you're going to that bloody airfield but there's, there's a fucking studio two miles from that airfield itself <laughs> and you could record for eight pounds an hour overnight why are you not doing that no I looked um, into getting a uh, helicopter to the Isle of Wight I thought oh. it'd be really good because there's yeah. in Battersea which isn't that far from where I live is the main sort of London hol- helicopter chopper port. hubs right. yeah and uh, I looked at it, it was like, I thought, well, maybe if a few of us went, because, you know, all my family go and we all chipped in, it might be a laugh one time because it takes like half an hour or something mental like that. Mm. But it was, it was, I mean, it was like 15 grand, mate. What? My brother and I were at a meeting once in a hotel near the Battersea heliport. And we just got to talk after meeting. We were talking about, oh, look at that. And you see all these rich people pulling up. And I said, you know what would yeah. be great? We've done away days in coaches and we've even done away days in limos i said the next step is to do an away day away game by helicopter and i went if we Mm. can get enough people together to all chip in it might be all right okay and he said well we were like how much it costs i said well look we're just across the street let's go and ask them so we walked across the street to this fucking heliport right (laughs) walked in the doors it was like that i went hello and they looked us up and down like hello yes can we help (laughs) And I went, I literally went, listen, how much is it to get a helicopter up north? And they went, 
where? And I went, I don't know, sake of argument, Manchester. And they said, well, <laughs> we don't, we're just the port. There, You have to speak directly to uh, the helicopter, the charter company who charter their yeah. helicopters. And I said, who are they then? And they said, well, there's loads of them. And I said, oh, are any of them here? Can I speak to them? And they said, no, no, that's not how it works. We just run this port. We don't, because we charge them for the use of our port, <laughs> yeah. right? And I was like, it took us fucking ages to get our heads around it. And then I was like, well, come, come on, sweetheart. You can tip me in a week. You must know the internet. So how much do you reckon it cost me and a few boys to get a cheeky helicopter up to Manchester? You, you got a 20 pound note out of your pocket and started yeah. rolling it between your fingers. Yeah. Nah, come, come on, on there could Let's be a drink in this about. for you as well. Could be a drink in this for you. Don't mug yourself off. You just need to give me another. I'll tell you what, here's a bit of paper. Write a figure down on that. Give it to me and I won't say any more. And in the end, she sort of said, like, really wearily, because they were just desperate to get rid of us, right? They go, she goes, I think it would cost about, and she quote me something mental, like, I think it costs about £30,000 each way or something fucking mad. And I just went, ah. And I looked at my brother and I gave it the old try and to remain cool. I go, oh, interesting. All right, well, we'll uh, give him a call and see uh, see what we can do then. Thanks for your help. <laughs> then just scuttled away, jumped into our shitty little hatchback that was parked outside. <laughs> <laughs> Raced off into the distance. <laughs> Helicopter storm, man. Uh, lots of people die in helicopter crashes. I know, they're dangerous, I wouldn't get aren't they? Yeah. I mean, the problem I've been not- in one. I've been in one mm. twice, and both times I was fucking... I really shat myself, actually. Yeah. And, yeah, a lot of people I know who have, have got no fear of flying whatsoever on a plane go, oh, I'd never get on a fucking helicopter. Yeah. Fuck that. Too many, too many. I mean, I think the the, the numbers of passenger aeroplanes that crash every year is almost down to zero each mm. year. There's like a handful each year. Whereas helicopters, I don't know, they're falling out of the sky all the time, aren't they? 50% chance, apparently 50% yeah. chance of dying Tossing a coin, every time you get on yeah. a helicopter, yeah. <laughs> I'll leave it, thugs. Uh, right, that's <laughs> it from this one. Um, we'll be back with another one of these next week. Um, bye. Don't be afraid to live. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.